T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from Wrigley Field, and the results are good as the Brewers take game two of this three-game weekend set 4-3 the final, and welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, along with the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski, and a Brewers 4-3 come from behind victory. And this was big to even up the series. And again, if pattern repeats itself, maybe the Brewers do take this series after getting beat pretty good yesterday. They bounce back with the come from behind victory today as uh, it didn't look good early, and but they hung in there. And, and again, the, you, you got to take your hats off to the pitching on this one as Freddie Peralta, certainly not his best stuff. There's no question uh, about that. They, uh, they, they did pitch well, just giving up the three runs there. Devin Williams got stung with a uh, solo shot late. Uh, and again, as I said, Freddie Peralta didn't have his best stuff. I mean, four innings and two runs, I don't think is, is a, a good outing. And, and Freddie pitch count, that's, that should be the new nickname is Freddie pitch count high in this one. Um, but the Brewers hung in there. They did just enough to start, uh, again, biding time for an offense to put together whatever they could do to win this game. And, boy, they, they kind of piecemealed this offense together. And I will say this. It, it might be the move of the year thus far through the 20 games now. The Brewers with the victory, 12-8. and eight. It may be the move of the year for Craig Council, and we'll get to that in just a little while. As uh, it surprised me, I think he had another choice to make in that uh, seventh inning. Didn't go with that. I don't know if it was a gut thing. I don't know if it was a a matchup uh, between Manny Pena and and, and a left-hander. I'm not sure what went into that. I'm sure we'll hear from Craig Council coming up in uh, just a little while. But a a huge, great movement of the chess pieces in that seventh inning. Once they got the lead, and this this is where the Brewers need to get to, at least late in the ball game. 
And that is get to Fire Eisen in the seventh, Williams in the eighth, and Hader in the ninth. Let that kind of settle in because that's the way it's kind of leaning a little bit right now. And Devin, again, did give up the solo shot to Hayward in that eighth inning, but he had a little cushion to play with. You're not going to get that cushion all the time, Devin Williams. But that is really what what the crew is looking for here. Uh, If J.P. Fireisen is going to continue to do what he's doing, then it's set up well in a uh, one- or two-run game toward the latter stages of the game, the 7th, 8th, and ninth. Fire Eisen, Williams, Hayter. That's the way it wants to be set up. That's the way it's leaning, I guess. Want to get your reaction here after the Brewers take game two of this three-game set, 414-799-1250, as the Brewers did make um, a handful of roster moves today, and, and they, they were uh, well-expected after yesterday's debacle and you did have uh, Anderson, Brett Anderson, the Brewers lefty, did head to the IL with some sort of calf slash hamstring slash knee thing that's going on. So he is uh, on the IL, and they replace him with a uh, a bullpen arm in Phil Bickford. And then Josh Lindblom is placed on the IL with knee effusion. Okay, now that I have been doing this uh, 16 years, I've never heard of that. So. So I think maybe they, they, they should have went with like arm fatigue or something like that. But knee effusion for Josh Lindblom, he is headed to the IL. And uh, in his place, uh, they, they fill that roster spot with Corey Ray, who did get three ABs in this game, making his major league debut. Seven nine nine twelve fifty as the Brewers get the victory, and it sets up Woody, Brandon Woodruff, to take the series again with a win tomorrow. And that's huge, guys. It, it's just buy some time. Now, the, the, the biggest downer news of the day is that uh, Christian Yelich has been sent back to Milwaukee to get an MRI on that back. And I, I thought we were getting a little bit closer. He was uh, eligible to come off now. And that just, that just is not the case now, the MRI. And my question would be, was there an MRI done on the back in the last, oh, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days that he's been out? Ten, eleven days that he's been out? That would that would be my one negative uh, question. And maybe there was. And we talked about this the other day. Maybe there was an MRI early on in the situation with Christian Yelich. But it doesn't appear. Well, I don't know. I, I just have to go with that. I, I, I'm not sure. I do know one thing now. He is getting the MRI and they need this dude back. But they get the victory. In the meantime, they go to 12-8. and eight. They even up the series at a game apiece, and they'll go back at it uh, tomorrow with the rubber match. Woodruff on, on the mound. Let's get into our game recap. If you want to uh, give us your reaction on this game, that move by Craig Council in the seventh inning, I'm still a, a little puzzled by how he got to that. I want to hear the answer to that. Burning your catcher late in the game is not a great idea, uh, but he did it, and we'll get to that uh, during our game recap in this one. Uh, let's go back to a 120 first pitch today as uh, the Brewers got off to a uh, start that, well, they were in business. Colton Wong, a leadoff double. Omar Narvaez follows with an eight-pitch walk off Alvise. 
And nobody out, two on, Tyrone Taylor uh, playing right field, getting the start for Avi Garcia. That's another kind of um, uh, injury news, I, I guess, tidbit here. This is being precautionary, nothing major. But Tyrone Taylor up did sting a ball pretty well, uh, but it was caught. Not deep enough to get out of here. The runners move over to second and third with just the one out. Brings up Travis Shaw. All right, uh, Travis Shaw needs a day or two off here. He is spiraling downhill. Um, But hopefully one game will get him back going. He strikes out with runners at second and third with just that one out. Uh, Billy McKinney flies out to center. Well, a little pop-up just behind second base. But uh, the Brewers, uh, they, they run the pitch count up over 20, but do not hit the pay window there. And that's big early uh, in this one, one zip. I should say no score to the bottom. Uh, two out walk to Rizzo for Freddie. Deep count to Bryant. Uh, then a wild pitch in there as well, moving Rizzo over. But he strikes out Bryant. 24 pitches for Peralta in that first inning. He's not going to go long in this one. Keston Hira leads off, uh, strikes out. Uh, the second inning, uh, oh, down 0-2 with the strikeout. Jackie Bradley Jr., down 0-2. He strikes out. And then there's another strikeout to end the frame. They strike out in order. Freddie back into some trouble in the second inning, a leadoff base hit. And he gets a fielder's choice uh, for the first out. Sogard hits a ground ball to the left side. Urias and Shaw, they're still deciding who should grab a simple ground ball. Nobody goes for the ball. First and third with just that one out. And he gives up a two-run double to Horner. Two zip, runner on second base, uh, just, still just one out. Uh, gets lay on a ground ball to first and finally strikes out Hap on a 10-pitch at bat. 50 pitches through two innings for Freddie Peralta. It's uh, sitting at two zip. Brewers, one, two, three in that third. Strikeout, fly out, ground out. Last nine in order set down by Cubs pitching. Two zip. Uh, bottom of the third, two out double in the bottom half to Bryant. A strikeout to Duffy uh, ends at 66 pitches through the three innings for Freddie Peralta. One, two, three for the Brewers in the fourth. A couple more strikeouts. 12 consecutive set down by Alzale. Seven strikeouts for the Brewers hitters. Freddie gives up a one out bunt single to Sogard in that fourth inning. Works around that. Two zip. Seven strikeouts for Peralta into the fifth inning. And Keston Hira leading off that fifth inning snaps the string of 12 set down uh, in order with a leadoff double. JBJ a pop-up. Keston stays put right there. Urias a deep fly to right uh, for the second out. Moves Keston to third. And Corey Ray makes his major league debut. uh, Pinch hitting for Peralta. Um... And Corey Ray, down 0-2, works it to a full count and works it to a walk. Nicely done, Corey Ray, in your Major League debut at bat. First and third for Colton Wong. Ross goes to his pen uh, as um, Colton works a walk to load the bases for Omar Narvaez with two outs against Rex Brothers, the lefty going on lefty, and it didn't work well for Rex Brothers. A pitch of action here. Bases loaded, two outs, 3-2 the count. All three runners 
will get a head start. Here, Ray and Wong. Here he comes, and it's inside and high ball four. Brothers walks in a run, has walked the two lefties he was put in the game to face, and now the Brewers flip the matchup with Tyrone Taylor coming up. Two to one at that point as the Brewers rally continues. Tyrone Taylor, as you heard on Valley Sports Wisconsin, from Brian Anderson, Taylor in again, getting the start today for Avi Garcia with the back issue. And Tyrone Taylor, well, he didn't walk, but it was just as good and just as productive. Oh, that hit him. That got him on the foot. And this game is going to be tied. Taylor hit by a pitch. Ray will score. We're all even at two apiece now. As Taylor is hit by the first offering from Brothers. Yeah, and we're tied at two at that point in the fifth inning. Brings up Travis Shaw, and he strikes out on three pitches. Come on, Travis. Start to recapture what you started this year with because, again, we'll take a deeper dive into uh, Travis Shaw's numbers in just a little bit. But the Brewers, after the uh, fifth inning, get a couple of runs, three walks, a hit, a hit by pitch. We're tied at two at that point into the bottom of the fifth. Now who's going to come in for Freddie Peralta? Brent Suter enters the game on a uh, double switch. Corey Ray takes over for Taylor and Wright gets a ground ball. Urias throws it low. Keston should have dug that ball out, but uh, it goes as an infield single. Really? Okay. Hometown scoring there. That easily should have been an error. Uh, then a fielder's choice comebacker. Rizzo a rollover for the second out. And Chris Bryant on the first pitch flies out. Suter does the job. A shutdown inning in the bottom of the fifth. 2-2 into the sixth inning. After a Billy McKinney strikeout to start the sixth, Keston with a base hit. His second hit on the day. That's big. During the JBJ at bat, he steals second base. He's out there with one out. Full count to JBJ. And he grounds out. Uh, ball was hit really well into the shift, however. Two outs, Keston moves to third base. Luis Urias uh, then works a walk first and third with the two outs. Can someone come up with a big hit here? Corey Ray, a nice battle against Workman, but he grounds out to end the frame. Ball was hit pretty good as well. 2-2, bottom six. Suter into some two-out uh, two trouble in the bottom half after two outs. Infield single by Sogard. Then a walk, and then a big battle against Bodie, but he gets him to ground out. That was a huge moment in this game. He grounds out to Keston. Keston a little shaky on that play, but gets it done to preserve the tie into the seventh inning. Brewers grab the lead in that seventh inning. A leadoff base hit by Colton Wong. He is scorching hot in the two games since he has uh, come back here. Omar then pops up for the first out and counsel to this point in the game here, seventh inning. Normally you don't burn your catcher in the seventh inning. I mean, I guess it's been done, but I wouldn't expect that from Craig Council, would you? I mean, I don't I, I didn't see this coming. I thought it would be for sure Daniel Robertson right there. He goes with Manny Pena in the pitcher spot, burning that second catcher. Manny, a great at-bat, works it full and takes it deep. Full count. Manny Pena, pinch hitting. And that ball's hit hard into left field. Manny Pena puts the Brewers on top. 
two-run home run for the Pineapple. And the Brewers are in the lead now, 4-2 in the seventh inning. Well, in the Brewers' offense, you know, they, they've had some unsung heroes thus far through the 20 games this season. And now it's Manny Pena that gets it done. A pinch hit, two-run, go-ahead home run uh, in the seventh inning, a 4-2 lead uh, as uh, <laughs> who, who, who would have thought as uh, J.P. Fireisen comes in in the seventh inning. Now, here's where it's set up for Craig Council, and here's what it's sort of leaning toward moving forward here. Uh, J.P. Fireisen uh, looks like he's going to grab that seventh inning uh, roll out of the pen. It looks like uh, Devin Williams is working his way back into at least. He had a, his last two outings have been successful. This one, not so much. We'll get to that. But J.P. Fireisen in in the bottom half, a leadoff walk, pulling my hair out. Contreras then bounces into a fielder's choice. And a tough matchup against Anthony Rizzo. Are the Cubs going to answer back? Here's, here's what happened. Here's the 0-2. Bouncing ball right to Urias. This is as easy as it gets. J.P. Fireisen continues to be a shining star out of that Brewer bullpen. Faces three batters. Gets Rizzo to bounce into an inning-ending double play. Inning ending in that seventh inning, a huge moment. And there were some huge moments in this game. Uh, Brewers uh, hit their offense in the eighth inning. No, nothing. Three up, three down. Devin coming on to the bottom half and looking good for the f- through the first two batters. Strikeout, strikeout. And then Hayward gets him for a solo shot. It's 4-3 now into the ninth inning. Vogelbach just a one-out base hit in that ninth inning after a uh, Travis Shaw fly out. It did bring up Billy McKinney. He strikes out to end the frame. Uh, 4-3, Josh Hader coming on to try and lock down his fourth save on the campaign. And, you know, what what happens here? You you don't want to walk the leadoff, man. Okay, that's exactly what he did. Then a strikeout. Then a strikeout. And Wilson Contreras with the game on the line. Raise your hand if you thought Contreras was going to hit a, a walk-off, two-run home run off Josh Hader. Because way in the back of my mind, it did kind of enter the, the the logic here. Pipe bomb? Yeah, I, uh, I thought <laughs> it was definitely possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, Contreras, uh, he's got a knack for the dramatic and uh, – you know, when the lights are the brightest, Contreras delivers more often than not. So, uh, yeah, I could have definitely seen uh, an ending like that occur. But the Brewers hang on for the victory. And I say, well, they come back to, to get the victory, then hang on for the victory as they uh, even up the series at a game apiece. The uh, obvious uh, rubber match tomorrow, 799-1250. Uh, some, some more roster moves and, and all due to injuries. And it looks like uh, there's a couple of storylines. We're 20 games in. What are the storylines for this Brewers uh, 2021 championship season? I've got two of them. There's two storylines that if, if I were to write the script here for the Brewers retrospective at the, at the uh, end of the season, I would have two main, main kind of themes to this thing. One may be obvious. 
The other, maybe not so much. We'll talk about that coming up. We'll hear from Craig Council on the way as the Brewers get a 4-3 hard-fought victory here today. And whether or not you liked this style of baseball, well, Jeff Orlowski had an earful for me uh, during the later stages of this game. We'll get to that in a second as well. It's Tim Allen and a Brewers 4-3 victory over the Cubs on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back. A huge win for the Brewers as they take this one 4-3, the final, as they get the series even at a game apiece. And again, guys, cannot stress how big this win was to get it back to even. And, you know, mid-game here, I will admit, I I got some uh, pretty – Pretty raw emotions when it comes to Brewers baseball. Okay, and I do, and and I'll tell you what I was what I was thinking when when the Brewers were down two zip into the mid game, right around the fifth inning, which is when they got it tied. But just prior to that, here's here was uh, my mindset. Sooner or later, the the, the longer this thing goes, the more the Chicago Cubs are going to smell uh, blood in the water. And they're not only going to go after this win to put it away. They were one hit away from taking, you know, a a four-zip or five-zip lead. They were smelling blood on a a sweep. That's what I was thinking at that time. And they should have been thinking the same thing. So just in the nick of time, maybe it was given some – there were some favors given. I get it, three walks, a hit, and a hit batter. Nets you two runs. That changed the, the complexion of this baseball game. It changed the complexion of the series because the Cubs are coming into this thing with a whole ton of momentum. They have been scoring runs by the boatload. And when you're sitting there down 2-0 and facing that kind of uh, joggernaut of an offense that has been just rolling, why wouldn't I think that way? But just in the nick of time, as I said, Brewers offense got it together and not only put up the two runs there in the fifth, but Manny Pena comes up with one of the bigger hits on the season, a two-run shot to give him a uh, four-to-two lead, a two-run cushion. They uh, ultimately ended up needing that uh, because Devin Williams did give up a solo shot to Hayward in that eighth inning. But Hayter locks it down, 4-3, the final. Define that season for me. And if you were to write the, uh, I don't know, bumper sticker or theme subtitle to the Brewers 2021 retrospective here on the fan. And then we add in a subtitle. It's uh, the year of the comeback. It's the year of what is it to you guys? We'll get to you guys in just a second here. Craig Council on the way, Keston here on the way, Freddie Peralta on the way. We'll just hang out here as a bunch of Brewers fans. Pipe Bomb, you gave me an earful on, on this game. Now, I thought for a second there that this was kind of a good game, a nice tight ball game. But then you kind of opened my eyes a little bit to maybe not so much of a, quote, good game. It just wasn't my style of game. You know, this is like the uh, newfangled baseball. And, you know, we've talked about it before in the past about 
you know, uh, Major League Baseball going to start, you know, maybe trying to move the mound back a foot or something like mm-hmm. that. And I always said 60 feet, six inches is religion. And for now, I still feel that way. But this game just bored the living hell out of me, which for a four to three final one run division rival game mm-hmm. uh, is is pretty bad. But there were nine walks in this game combined, 23 strikeouts. <laughs> so you had 32 uh, at bats, you know, it was either a walk you're, you're or a right. strikeout, and you only had 15 hits. That to dude, me, you're, you're, dude, you're right. All the walks, all the strikeouts, no question. It's, oh, it's just, it's painful. It is painful, and I love baseball, and uh, you know, but about the the sixth or seventh inning, I'm just I'm sitting there like. Jesus, this game See, but for sucks. me, right? No, I, and I understand it, and 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 I think some others may notice that as well. I get caught more of the the victory sort of formation, mm-hmm. the victory formation of of how I watch a game. It's it's just okay. I don't care if it's you know a bunch of a bunch of walks. If the Brewers are competitive in this thing. For now, that's where I'm hanging my hat. That's that's where I'm saying, hey, this is a pretty good game. It's two zip. Wow, they got it tied. It's two to one now. Two to one. Big, big bases loaded walk. Big time for Omar. Instead of looking at, you know, the general overview of, of the game. So I, I get lost in this back and forth interdivision, as you said, Pipe Bomb. And, and you're right on, though. That 23 strikeouts, nine walks. It's a four-three game. Uh, the the um, the amount of what they have uh, three infield singles. Yeah, uh, there should have been an error, but that was ruled an infield single. You have a, a, a bobbled play by Keston here in the clutch. So it wasn't maybe maybe not the most crisp game, but I get lost in this is Brewers Cubs. I don't care by hook or crook. I don't care how they get it done. So. Usually I feel the same way, and usually I'm all fired up. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I just woke up on on the wrong side of uh, of the bed today and I'm just crabby. I don't know. But, you know, because uh, I'm usually the exact same way as you, Tim. You know, if it's a close game, I'm all in and, and loving every pitch. But uh, today just today was just a chore. <laughs> okay, 799-1250. How would you define this Brewers season now through 20 games? Brewers team, really. Maybe not necessarily the season, but maybe just the team in general. And, and I've got two points that I would like to make in just a second here. 414-799-1250. Let's go to Brian. Brian, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. What's going on? Hey, guys. Good win today. Boy. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't matter how you win, but in this case, get that win. Right, right. You know, I would I would define it kind of as a roller coaster so far this season. You know, I mean, it's it's been kind of, you know, we haven't had our regulars in there, you know, and and, and gut wrenching is another word. You know, I mean, I mean today, I mean, I think you're right. You guys are right. I mean, it was it wasn't a very crisp game, and the, the same talking you know, after yesterday's debacle. You know, what I mean, coming out of this one, out of that one, and to get to get a win today, I think we're—I don't want to say lucky, but but I say we're because we didn't really hit the ball today, but we got the win. That's the main thing. And Woody's going tomorrow, and let's win the series and get that guy to Chicago. 
you know. Yeah, and 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 of course, Brian. Thanks, thanks for the call. Roller coaster is how he would describe it. Uh, I w- I would look at one of my points would be it's it's the year of the starting pitchers. Yeah. Now, Freddie, today, I mean, that would be one of my themes. Jeff would be the starting pitchers uh, this season. Just uh, uh, again, you know. Uh, Set aside a start or two. I mean, we're 20 games in here, so that's that's a pretty good clip. You set just a couple of starts aside. They've been outstanding, and and I don't know how long this is going to continue, but they've been to this point outstanding. Freddy Peralta today, five hits, a couple of runs, a walk, seven strikeouts, um, and and starting pitching. Believe it or not, this may sound kind of silly. I think they can be better. I think they they have another graduation ceremony to go through before they can anoint themselves as this stud starting pitching rotation. They need to cut down on the high pitch count early. Knock it off. You're going to have to challenge a little bit more, be confident in your stuff early. I don't know what they're doing. Now, again, I'm, I'm splitting hairs at a high level, guys. Because... Because I'm, I'm, they're coming in with like a two-flat ERA. And I understand that. I, I completely get that. But I want more out of these guys. In other words, lay off that bullpen, guys, for a little bit. Let them find themselves. And that's been one of the challenges for Craig Council. Not just the personnel out there. But it's been the challenge to fill a few innings, a few additional innings that you would suspect – with a stud starting rotation, and I'm not ready to call it that yet. But you would suspect that some would call it that, that they would chew up more innings. And just every, uh, I shouldn't say every, seems like every other day that there's a high pitch count where it's Hauser, it's Peralta, even, even Woody to a degree. Works that pitch count up where you can kiss a seven-inning outing goodbye. And you're kissing it goodbye in the first. They're minimizing damage. And that's the key thing here. And that's why I'm saying that the next step for these guys is that. You, you just don't see the Bowers and the DeGroms. You just don't see it with them. Once in a while, you, with every pitcher, you're going to find a guy that you know, is trying to, trying to get the feel of a, a certain pitch. And he's going to work his pitch count a little bit higher than he wants to. But the stud pitchers, they don't do that. They don't do that because what they what their aim and goal is is to go nine. That's their goal. It's it, it's it's time it's at some point this year. I may not be saying it's time now, but at some point this year, time to minimize the pitch count for these starters and start getting just a tick deeper. Right, but uh, you know you're you're being hard on them because I am. You know this is the time where it's every man up when you know everybody on your team. Uh, you know, lineup-wise, is hurt. So they're leaning on the pitching. They're leaning on the on the starters. They're leaning on the bullpen a lot more because, you know, all the games that they're in have been close because they don't have any, any other good bats healthy. It's the offense. You're, you're right on. And it makes those pitches early, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the first inning. It could be in the third or fourth after, you know, you sit there with one or no runs on the board – they're high leverage situations. It's like you're it's like you're a starting pitcher and the tipping point in the ball game is with two outs in the third, Jeff. Well, yes, but you know when you know that uh 
you know, you're missing Yelich, you're missing Kane, you know, yep, you're uh, yep. so, you know, it uh, you got to keep the game close no matter what you can do. So, yes, I, you know, I'm sure most of that are the pitchers, the starting pitchers putting the pressure on themselves. I don't think council's there throwing heat like, hey, guys, you know, it's really Agreed. important I that, agree. you know. So it's it's you know the the competitors doing it to themselves, but uh, but yeah they uh, it is high leverage in in early parts of games. It just is seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's get in Chad here. Chad, you're on twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Hey guys, how you doing? What's happening? Um, yeah, I'm really excited. It's a huge win. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was a huge win for us today, especially just uh, just like uh, the other guy just mentioned that you know no Yelich no. No Kane, and we are depending on the bullpen. But you know, like you said, I was kind of getting antsy there too, like the fifth inning. You know, we're down. I'm thinking, oh God, here we go. Yeah. Um, did you, did just, you think that, further on than that, Chad? Did you think like like me? I was thinking, hey, if I'm the Cubs here, you get through the middle portion of this game. You not only go after this game with a knockout blow, but you go well, at the sweep. Absolutely. I mean, even the bottom of the ninth, I was still nervous. I mean, obviously, still nervous. You know, Gutierrez coming on. <laughs> oh God! And they're they're naming off all the stats. He's all for four. All the haters oh. came through again, man. Haters, yeah. man. Hater Yeah, he did. Oh. All right, thanks, thank, thanks for the call, Chad. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Yeah, I had to dump him. You say the, the magic word. Yeah, dumped. there was a magic word there. That's that's all right. It, it, not it wasn't intentional. It was just a pitch got away from him. It wasn't intentional. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Going to get to Craig Council. Manny Pena. With a huge pinch hit home run in this one. That's a reason to celebrate this victory. Coming off of yesterday's debacle, you bounce right back. You find a way. Freddie Peralta, a short start. You find a way. Hey, don't look now. Brent Suter with an inning and a third in San Diego prior to today. And then you toss in, uh, what, a couple of innings relief? That's three and a third scoreless. For Brent Suter, in the highest of leverage situations you can get to. He's proven it to me in the middle. I, I guess. About time. I, I guess he's, he's proven <laughs> me wrong. He is. 799-1250 at Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway after a Brewers 4-3 win here with the fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, welcome back. A 4-3 Brewers victory and uh, maybe one of the biggest victories of the year. Now you look at this thing, a... Um, a Chicago Cub team that's starting to put things together a little bit. And, and as we talked about yesterday, uh, we touched on it that a lot of Cub fans had given up on this team. I said, uh-uh, slow that down a little bit. Put that in your back pocket because this team is going to have a little bit of a run. There's too much talent on that team to not have a run. And they put together a run against the Mets and certainly game one here against the Brewers. But uh, they, they, they get the win somehow, some way. They get it done. Putting up four runs, uh, a, a walk and a hit-by-pitch drive-in runs, and then a two-run shot by Manny Pena. Where are you, Travis Shaw? Where are you, JBJ? 
Colton Wong on fire since coming back. Omar's there. Keston, a huge three-hit game today, and that flies under the radar, guys. That kid needs to get going. And a three-hit game today is uh, huge for him. It really is. So some good things came out of this. And Devin Williams, again, almost there. Had the changeup nasty for his first two hitters faced. A couple of strikeouts. And he goes with a fastball and, and doesn't locate the fastball to Hayward, and Hayward makes him pay. So there are th- some things to work on. There are some positives in this for sure, with beyond just the win. 799-1250, we'll hear from Craig Council in a second to Grafton. And we say uh, good evening to Ryan. Ryan, what's on your mind? Hey, Tim, nice to be a part of the post-game show. You do a great job as always. Thanks. Hey, I was going to say, I mean, I guess first off, you think about what this game was, and I think one of my favorite sayings in baseball always has been, hey, you're going to win 60, you're going to lose 60, and what you do with the other 60 in the middle, that mm-hmm. really makes the season. So I think this is one of those games that maybe it didn't look the prettiest, but when you look at taking pitches and you look at working counts and moving guys on the bases, I mean, you just take what you can take. So it's one of those average games it maybe doesn't look the best but you'll take the win because that's going to mean the difference between taking a series and taking a sweep so i think that's as simple as that comes down and i yeah. feel like when you want to ask yourself what the brewer season might he might be you can say starting pitching i think that's a pretty easy one just given the success that they've had but it's also kind of relevant because we haven't had this kind of starting pitching for so long but um, I feel like it's going to be more about the year of on-base percentage, honestly. This, uh, to me, seems like it might be the first roster that's been put together that will really try to focus on moving station to station and getting yep. eyes on base. They've sort of dabbled in the past, but I feel like this is the year that they're really trying to, to achieve that at all costs. So I think at the end of the day, even today's game, they worked counts. They got some walks. They walked in a run. I think it's going to be that kind of thing that's going to make this offense and make this team. It's not going to be the big home run all the time anymore. It's not going to be that last at bat just trying to get it across. I think it's just going to be the constant nagging of moving guys around the bags and getting runs home. So I think that's what this year's team is really going to be a theme themed after, especially the offense. That's funny you say that. Ryan, thanks for the call. Call anytime. It's funny you say that. That's what I thought coming in, that this was going to be a, and I think I used the term early on in the season here, uh, move, keep the line moving sort of offense. Keep the line moving. I, I, I had uh, thought that they wouldn't hit a ton of home runs, and I know that's contrary to what Craig Council likes. He loves the home run. Just say, you know, again, it's it's sort of semantics. When you talk about on-base percentage and, and you need to keep the line moving and that's going to ultimately result in runs scored. And, um, you know, Craig Council takes that as an affront to, what, you don't like three-run homers? No, that's, that's a semantical conversation. But, Ryan, it's funny you bring that up because I thought that that's what was going to happen. And maybe it still will. It, now, when you when you say the the you know they work their walks and keep the line moving. Unfortunately, what comes with that are the heavy counts, the deep counts, and you're going to have strikeouts when you start getting deeper into counts to get nearer the walk. 
So that's the balance as well. But I agree with you. By, by the looks of this offense, Omar Narvaez, a JBJ, obviously Yelich, Kane, Wong, these guys do have on the surface the ability to do a keep the line moving, just like the fifth inning today. It, it didn't take, but with two outs, to just keep it moving. I still have one more theme. And it's not a very good one. Oh, let, me, seen, let me take a guess at it. When, I see negative tough. today, don't I? Yeah, for a big win over the Cubs, <laughs> I absolutely. I apologize for that, but that's where my standards are for this team. We need to get a World Series. But go ahead and guess guess the theme that I've got. Well, you you want me to you want to do number two right now, or you want to grab Big Ron in Jersey? Let's go to let's go get in Big Ron here in Jersey. Listening on the Odyssey app. Uh, hello, Big Ron. Hey, Tim. Great job, as always. Um, Thanks. You know, I always take a gambling perspective. So I think the theme of this year is the under, betting the under, because you need two (laughs) things to work for the under to to hit. You need great pitching, and then you need an inept offense. And we've pretty much got both of those. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Pretty close from a gambling perspective, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the under has been hitting a lot in Brewer games. I don't know the exact stat for it so far this year, but – you just bet the under every game it's been coming in um but uh you know what the i think you i think i got these stats from you but i think i think the brewers are first in the national league in strikeouts i think they're last mm-hmm. in the national league in, in batting average and they're third yep. last in ops and you know i hate to be the fire andy haynes guy but this is like you know all last year this, this offense was terrible but now you know how many games into this season it's just been you know bottom of the league one of the uh things that drive me crazy uh real quick ron is is yeah. that you know you look at jbj and and travis shaw and they show the tendency uh to do something that just drives me bananas and that is a pop-up from a left-handed hitter to the left side of the diamond and what that means is you're yanking your head knock it off Knock it off. You need to stay right down in there. Keep that front shoulder closed up a little bit. Come on, guys. You, I, I shouldn't have to teach you guys this. I know it's tough. I do know it's tough because you're facing some nasty in, in Major League Baseball, and I understand that. But popping up as a left-handed hitter to the left side of the diamond, uh, foul territory or, or to the third baseman, that's got to stop. It's got to stop, and we're see, I'm seeing way too much of it, Ron. Yeah, when Shaw was up in the first inning with second and third, one out, all he needed to do was make contact. The, the, the Cubs had their infield back. He just needed a weak grounder or a fly ball and would score in a run. You know, and he and he couldn't even make contact. And that is just now, so now, speaking of Shaw, though, we did have a bunt sighting. Was that Shaw that laid down a bunt? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But he should. If they're going to do the, the, the shift on him, Lay one down, take the knock. That keeps the line moving. Ron, thanks for the call. Yeah, so from a betting perspective, his theme is bet the under. Yeah. And he's right. If it, it's the unders have been coming in. Yeah, if it's profitable, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, uh, my my uh, additional theme is, is the year of the injury. Yep. That's yep. Injury. That's, that's exactly what it is because they've been – They've been relatively clean the last few years, and I kind of knew, you know, it's if it, if it runs, if everything runs in cycles, then you knew this was coming at some point. You just were hoping that 
you know, this luck of, of staying relatively healthy was going to continue. Now, there's, there are some injuries here and there, you know, over the years. You know, Brawny's been nagging and a thumb, if not a back, if not various other maladies with him. But, you know, Christian Yelich has had to battle through some back issues. So you've had some, you know, in the last few years, but not like this. Not not anything like this. And um, yeah, I just... I, I'm, I'm hoping this is the second MRI for Christian Yelich, if you're just tuning in. Yeah. He was sent back to Milwaukee to get an MRI on the back. That doesn't sound good to me. No, no. After as many days off in a row that he's had to uh, just now be getting either the first or, you know, even if it is the second MRI, it doesn't matter. This is not a good sign of things no. to come for Christian Yelich in the, uh, in the near future here. However, no. Tim, the only thing I'm hoping for today right now is that when, and there's no rush to get to it whenever you want, but when we do play Craig Council today, I so hope that he says something to completely blow your mind and make you happy because today turned out to be a gorgeous Saturday. You've got the Brewers that won a, a one-run game over the hated Chicago Cubs, with, you know, half of your team on uh, on the injured list, you know. <laughs> Cheer up, man. Cheer up. I got you. I'm, I'm happy with it, but I just I want to keep that bar high. That's all. That's all. I just want to keep it high. And, and they, they got the victory today. Huge, huge bounce back after game one yesterday. This gives them the opportunity once again to take the series against the Chicago Cubs. Some things, as I discussed yesterday – are dropping right for the Brewers. They, they really are, Jeff. And, and one is, you, know, you get a huge sweep in San Diego, and I don't want to say that that dropped right, but it dropped right in between a Dodgers-Padres series. Yep. I mean, right in between. There was, there was Dodgers-Padres for a series, then the Brewers play San Diego, then another Dodgers-Padres series. That timing may be, just a, may be good. Uh, the fact that they're not facing... Uh, a bunch of hitters that may uh, knock these starters around a little bit or at least make them look human uh, by the Cincinnati Reds. That offense is pretty wicked. Mm-hmm. They're not winning a ton of games, but that offense can make you – that can balloon some ERAs here. You're facing the Cubs when they were down early in the season. Now they're just starting to put things back together, but just in time, grab this game tomorrow and get the hell away from Chicago until June. <laughs> And, and really, so those types of things are going well. And I, I will admit, there are some things that are going pretty good. Omar Narvaez is a guy that has stepped up for sure. You got uh, Jace Peterson and, and McKinney off the bench. You do have uh, Vogelback, who, who continues to, you know, probably command a little bit more playing time. But where the hell are you going to play him? You get Colton Wong coming back, you know, with five hits in the two games and, and a couple of walks. So yep. that's that's uh, that's um, a handful of positives there. And we'll take this one, the biggest of which is a uh, Game 2 victory, 4-3 the final. Let's do that, Jeff Orlowski. Let's get to Craig Council. He's got to be pretty pleased after this one. Craig, you feel like you've played a number of games like this this year where you get a little something from just a lot of different guys and it's keeping everybody's head above water while you're missing some big players. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, um, you know, I mean, you win games like this, I think you're getting big somethings, but um, so some guys are doing really nice jobs, but um, 
it's a lot of people contributing. Um, I think that's kind of what you're referring to. And I think we've, um, today was the day where we had, you know, Manny, Manny P had the, had the big hit. Um, bullpen did a really nice job. A bunch of guys in the bullpen pitched really well. Um, Suter, you know, pitched two, two big innings for sure. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that, that's right. A lot of guys did something to help us win. Greg, what can you say about Manny? Just true professional, isn't he? Not not a lot of playing time this year. Omar's been playing well, and he just delivered in a big spot for you. Yeah, I was a, uh, you know, uh, it was uh, it was obviously a big spot, and um, you know, we'd kind of looked at that, you know, before the game. You kind of figure that that's an inning where, you know, there might be an at bat for Manny when when Chafin's in the game, um, and he just he got a pitch to hit and did something really good with it. What about the job the bullpen did, Craig? I mean, it, you know, coming off of a great series in San Diego and it seemed like they delivered quality innings again. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. Um, anytime you ask five innings from your bullpen, I think you're, you're asking them to be in, entering the game really um, tied. You're asking a lot from them. Um, that, you know, it's a little bit of carryover from yesterday, just, of a, of a bad game, but guys kind of getting through it and, and, and doing the job. And um, we kept some guys fresh and, and they delivered. Like about the way um, the day unfolded for Corey Ray, you know, getting him in the game, Chicago kid, uh, you know, some good at bats. What did you think of him overall? Well, it was a big at bat in the, in the fifth. Um, and I thought the biggest part of it was, you know, the, the walk, we get brothers into the game and, and that kind of change, and that's probably a little earlier than they wanted to do that. And that, that just changed the game for us, I thought. Um, we had a couple of Colton, Omar, had great at-bats after that and, and allowed us to tie the game. Um, so he, there's no question, he contributed to the win. Um, and the fact that we, you know, we got to tie our own spot, so we decided to double switch and keep him in there. And that, it's kind of set the stage for Manny a little bit later in the game. Um, but the walk was big. I mean, we, we tied the game because of that. It was, it, we were debating the decision about, uh, you know, cutting Freddie a little bit short there. But, um, you know, being down 2 nothing, thought it was, and a man in scoring position, thought it was a, a chance that we had to take. And then when you pinch hit uh, Manny later, is that is that a sign, Garcia? You wanted to stay totally away from today? Yeah, we weren't going to use Avi today. I'm oh, sorry. Did did Lim, the, the move that brought Ray up? Did Limbloom uh, come down with something? Report something this morning, or was this after the game yesterday? No, it was this morning, um, and and it's an issue that he's dealt with a little bit before um, at the end of last year, a little, little bit in spring training, and it just has popped up a little more again. So um, we got to get him again. I think Josh is going to be important for us this year, and he just he hasn't been in a great spot this year. Hopefully this can help him get back to where we, where we think he can be and what he can deliver. And he has the ability to deliver innings for us, um, but when, when things are bugging them, um, it's, it's not going to happen. So we're hoping that uh, we can get him there because we're going to need him to deliver, inning for, deliver innings for us. Greg, uh, I think six times on base in two games for Colton Wong so far. That's the kind of spark plug you guys are looking for at the top of the lineup, right? Absolutely. 
you know, this is a case where, you know, we got a little lift from, from Colton for sure. And his at-bats have been excellent. Uh, his base running in the first inning, him and Omar, but, you know, we didn't score off that, but excellent base running and just tough at-bats. And it, it does, you know, while we're still missing Christian, I think it, it's important, right, that we get a player back that can can set the tone a little bit and change our offense a little bit. And it's, it's, it's small, but he's certainly done so. There he is, Craig Council, after the Brewers' 4-3 victory. And, and the other thing, I think, which is a positive here, which came out of this game, was that they tapped into that Chicago Cub bullpen today. Brothers, Tapera, Chafin. I mean, that could, uh, that could bode well for tomorrow's ball game. So you have to think about that. However, the other, on the other hand, you know, J.P. Fireisen, Williams, and Hader all went, along with Suter. They're, they're four best, basically, and you might want to throw a Boxberger in there who's probably going to get some work. Uh, we assume that it would be a close game with Woody on the mound tomorrow, but you know, we'll see. But uh, there's some positives that did come out of this, the biggest of which is a Brewers victory 4-3. They even up the series at a game apiece. Uh, We'll come back and hear from Keston here, a a multi-hit game, another positive in this one. That guy needs to get going. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. After the victory here on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Hey, Brewers, 4-3 victory today. And funny, you you look at uh, some of the guys that played in this game. Look what we have here. Here's another positive uh, homegrown position player talent. Uh, First rounders in the same game. And that would be Keston Hero, the ninth overall. Corey Ray finally makes his major league debut. The fifth overall back in 2016 for Corey Ray. So slowly but surely, uh, some of these position player guys are, are making, oh, by the way, there's a Tyrone Taylor, a draft choice from 2012 in this game as well. We're going to hear from Corey Ray coming up in just a couple of minutes, but Keston Hero had a three-hit game today. Now, yesterday he did hit the ball hard, and – you know, I was thinking after yesterday's game that, you know, Keston is, I, I, I can't really remember which year it was. I want to say 17 or 18 for Ryan Braun. I don't know if you you guys recall this, but it was some of the uh, roughest luck that Ryan Braun had hit into uh, in a, uh, what, probably a half a year or three quarters of a season. I mean, he was barreling up baseballs that, his batting average of balls in play was super low, and he just wasn't getting a break here and there. He'd finally get a flare, and it'd be it'd be you know diving catch, and it's sort of what Keston Hero's season is reminding me about a little bit because he's been hitting into some hard outs. He really has. Uh, so, and, and yesterday, it's always a good thing to hit the ball hard. We all know that, but uh, they got to find some green. And Keston Hira finally did that today uh, as he had a three-hit game today. Let's go, go into the Brewers clubhouse and hear from the Brewers' first baseman. It seems like you've won a couple of games like, like you won today's game. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, in the beginning of the season, it's not really uh, what you want. To, um, you know, people getting banged up, you know, early on and stuff. But, um, you know, I think that's what's good about this, you know, this team, this roster, um, the people coming up, um, you know, they're capable of stepping right into place and um, getting that job done as well. So, um, whether it's on the mound or offensively or defensively, um, you know, there's always a, that next guy, uh, next guy's up mentality that we have. And, um, you know, as you've seen, you know, with Tyrone being able to barrel some balls and, uh, you know, I can't see what, uh, I can't wait to see what Corey Ray does, um, you know, on the field. So, um, you know, right now it's obviously, you know, we want everyone to be healthy, but at the same time, um, you know, it, we're really happy, you know, those guys are stepping up and, um, and can get the job done. Justin, you, you mentioned Corey there. Uh, how cool is it to see him up and finally get an opportunity after been grinding for a while like he has? Oh, it's awesome. Um, you know, I, I've been playing with him since pretty much since I got drafted. And um, now I'm so happy for him, for his family. Uh, luckily, his family was out here and now he's from Chicago. So um, yeah, I think it was like a last minute kind of thing, activation. So I was really happy that they were there to kind of see it, um, experience it with them, um, especially in his hometown. So um, no, he, he's a dangerous player. You know, he can do it on both sides of the field. And, uh, you know, I can't wait, like I said, I can't wait to see what he does on the field. Justin, your, uh, your path is obviously different to the major leagues. He had a struggle a little bit. He had a lot of injury problems and so forth. Um, you know, can you, can you um, kind of tip your cap to him as far as just persevering the way he has to finally make it up here? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, like I said, from, from the moment I got drafted, um, I got to know him really well. Um, on the field, off the field, um, you know, like you said, he's a grinder. He has all the tools to be a very successful player. And um, I mean, obviously with injuries, you know, sometimes you can't do anything about that. So, uh, you know, and then also last year, you know, last year is definitely, um, you know, it's tough mentally when, you know, you don't have a season and, um, you know, you're, you're playing, uh, you know, against your own guys every single day over in at the alternate side. So um, just be able to see him up here, you know, I'm very happy and uh, very proud of him and um, you know, excited to watch him. What does a day like today do for you personally? Three hits kind of let you exhale a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think, you know, for me, um, you know, obviously it feels good to see the ball finally hit the ground and, um, you know, get on base. But um, I, I still think you know, I have a long way to go where, you know, I want to, you know, build off of that and, um, you know, take it to the next day, take it to the next at bat. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, it feels good to, to get on base, but at the same time, um, you know, it's a long road ahead where, you know, you still got to stay at it, you know, still got to stay adamant about it and, um, you know, persevere through um, anything that comes. So, um, you know, I'm excited for tomorrow to get after it and, you know, win a series. Listen, what do you think about the job Freddie did? He didn't have a lot of uh, loud contact, um, but, but he prevented a big inning there when, when they scored. Yeah, every time Freddie takes them out, you know, we're, we're always uh, watching. You know, I think, um, I don't think opposing players like facing them. Um, you know, that fastball coming out that's looking like 100 almost pretty much. And, um, you know, he makes a lot of play, uh, players look silly with the slider. So, uh, he always keeps the hitters off balance, you know, gets a lot of weak contact. Um, and uh, he, he's huge for us right now. And, um, you know, I'm glad that he's having all the success he's having right now because he deserves it. Um, you know, so he's, he's, he's always a competitor on the mound. He, he puts his emotions out there and, uh, you know, wants, wants the best for the team. So I'm really excited for uh, his all this success. Kesson, can I ask you one more? Um, we, we saw, thanks to Sophia, she shared on the broadcast your, um, your Instagram post about your mom. 
What kind of feedback have you gotten from people about that? I, I think that touched a lot of people. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you see the people that reached out. Um, it's definitely very, makes me very happy. And, um, and I've kind of kept it hush hush, you know, cause I, I wasn't wanting to, to put it out there. I know my mom's not someone that um, wants all the attention or anything like that. Um, but I mean, definitely had, you know, San Diego circled um, on my calendar to, to when we go out there and, Obviously, you know, I'm not sure if she was going to be able to make it or not. Um, she had her third round that Thursday and Friday uh, before uh, we came in. So um, I was really happy to, to see them. Um, yeah, I mean, just get all the support from friends, family, um, a lot of people helping out back home, um, you know, cooking them dinner and um, you know, helping out around the house. You know, it's really uh, makes me really good to, to see. And obviously, you know, I wish I could be there, um, but no, she, she's in good spirits and um, she's really happy. She just wants uh, to get better and get back to, to normal. So, um, you know, really happy with all the progress she's been making as well. So, but like I say, it was really good to see her, uh, a lot of family out there as well, but, um, yeah, I can't thank everyone enough for all the support. There he is, Keston Hira, after his three-hit game and a Brewers victory 4-3 to even up the series at a game apiece. Good frame of mind for Keston, and uh, that's uh, hopefully going to pay off. I think he's getting some good advice. I mentioned this a, a week or 10 days ago that you know, he sounds great. He sounds like he's maturing, and he sounds like he, he can uh, he use the word persevere, and, and I think he's going to do that through this. Today's going to be a hopefully a start to him getting hot because there's a guy that when he does get hot, he can carry an offense. There's no question about that. All right, Corey Ray, he mentioned his uh, buddy Corey Ray, and we need to hear from Corey. Drew a huge walk in that uh, two-run fifth inning, and it's uh, good to see. I I recall in my conversations with Corey from the day he was drafted, just – and, I, you know, I say this occasionally, but I I would say if I had to rank the top ten nicest guys I've ever interviewed, Corey Ray would be in that top ten, ever. And I've done a lot, but he would definitely be in the top 10. Let's hear from the Brewers outfielder. Corey, welcome and congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, maybe could you just lay out what the last, I don't know, six, eight, 10 hours, however long it's, you know, what, what this whole process has been like from the time you found out? Yeah. Um, right before the anthem, I got called in a counselor's office um, and he gave me the good news. I think people have found out before I found out because I got back to my phone after my conversation with Counseling. Um, everyone was congratulating me. Um, so just a really, really exciting day. Corey, congratulations. Thank you. Um, sorry, Todd. How cool is it that of all places it's Chicago and Wrigley Field? What does that mean to you? It's great. Um, my biggest supporter my whole life has been my dad. Um, and for him to give everything that he's gave me his entire life, my entire life, for him to be able to see me play um, was something that I, I, I didn't, I couldn't imagine. Or he's, he was there, he was in the stands. Yes, he was able to make it. Last minute or was he already at the game? No, it was last minute. So I had to go out on the field and I guess my wife and my best friend took care of the calls and letting people know. And knowing my dad, I don't. It didn't matter what he was doing; he probably dropped it and uh, headed straight to Wrigley. So, how how Corey, long of a ride would that have been, Corey, for him to get over here? Uh, probably about 30, 30 minutes with no traffic, but game day traffic. I'm guessing forty, forty-five. 
I didn't start, so that, that gave him a little time, which was good. Corey, can you share who then was able to be there for you today? My dad, uh, my best friend, Anthony, who I've known, sheesh, since I was eight years old, um, my wife and my two children. So then you finally get into the game and it's a big opportunity for you. Um, you know, you watch the first two pitches go by and you draw a walk. I mean, what, what's going through your mind there? Because that, that wound up keying a, a pretty important part of the game for the Brewers. Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm just wanting to put together a good at bat there. Um, everybody told me my congratulations and counts threw me in there. The congratulations was over. Now it's time to work. And now it's time to help the Brewers win. Um, and there I'm just trying to get on base any way that I can maybe try to get an RBI, get a good pitch to hit. Else I, think, uh, I think you totaled, uh, you saw 13 pitches in those first two at-bats. I mean, you're, you're a patient guy anyway at the plate, aren't you? Is that, is that, you know, is that accurate to say? Yeah, I think um, for my development uh, this year was about seeing the ball, swinging at pitches that I'm looking for, swinging at pitches that I do damage with. And, and letting the rest go. Um, I'm, st I'm still a work in progress, as you saw <laughs> my last at bat, but um, just trying to get pitches that I can handle to put together co more quality at bats. And I know you haven't had a lot of time really to process this, but you know, when you look back at the path that you traveled to get to this point, you know, were, were there ever any doubts, any questions that you could get here? You know, what, what's the last, uh, you know, since you were drafted, what's it been like making this journey? It's been up and down. Uh, definitely up and down. I, I'll, I'll never forget. I'm talking to my wife and my dad, and I'm saying I don't know what, what, what's next for my career. Um, and, and they were the they were the two people who who kept me down, who told me that I was born to do this, um, who who reminded me that nobody works harder than me. Um, and at some point that has to work that has to work for me. Um, just put my head down and keep working, and whatever will happen will happen. Corey, what did you think about before you stepped into the box for the first time? Because you looked very calm in that first plate appearance. Just take a deep breath, you know, get a good pitch to hit, slow down. Um, I think the greatest advice I've gotten um, was, was from one of my teammates. They said that things can move pretty quickly uh, when you get to the big league. So just trying to slow down, even to, with my walk to the plate, take a deep breath, slow down, um, and, and just do what I do. You think you'll check in with Curtis Granderson, Corey? Have yeah, you still I have to. stay connected? Yeah, with I him? have to. I would be surprised if I didn't have a text message from him when I get back to my phone. He's just that great a guy. Well, we'll look, we'll get, we'll let Corey go check his phone now and see if that message is there. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank we'll you. Have, uh, Thanks, Corey. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that is that is a great story right there from a good dude. And and I will say this from the baseball sense here. He did look good, Pipe Bomb, in, in that first at really his first two at bats. He looked like he was in control and, and, and was on a mission a little bit. And I, I you know, as, as that bat or at bat, um, you know, got into the third and fourth pitch, I really thought he was going to barrel one up. It, it seemed like he was going to, but he drew the walk. Yeah, it did. And uh, you can tell just by watching him and, uh, you know, like you said, especially in that first at bat. He wasn't nervous. He just sat there yep. and, you know, 
the kid's got, it seems like, a very good head on his on his shoulders, very easy to root for. How awesome that he gets to make his major league debut in the city that he's from and all that. And, yes, I know it's Chicago and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, congratulations to Corey Ray. And, um, you know, a great day for him. Yeah, and, and I love those stories because uh, it, it shows that some of these guys are um, – they show the human element side of it and with his dad being there and I've had a conversation with his dad of, uh, a few years ago and you know he was super excited and um, you know Corey Ray with, with all he's been through congrats uh, to the Brewers now rookie Corey Ray his major league debut today in a Brewers 4-3 win and he was pivotal in that fifth inning guys and we, we sometimes overlooked that a little bit that was a huge walk that he drew in a two-run fifth. We'll take a break and come back if we've got some time. We'll hear from uh, Brewers right-hander Freddie Peralta. Not overpowering today, but sort of kept his team in a baseball game, at least through four innings. And the Brewers did uh, go on for the 4-3 victory. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway on 1250 AM The Fan, an Odyssey station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Brewers get the victory today, 4-3 the final, and it sets up a, a big-time game tomorrow. These two teams will not see each other after game until June 28th you get nine of your first 21 games from the Brewers perspective against the Chicago Cubs and you have a chance you know to really uh, put it to them at a six and three mark and and you would take that for sure you're catching them maybe at the right time at least in the first two series but now uh, after yesterday's loss today you bounce back and series on the line tomorrow we'll get to uh preview of tomorrow's game in just a second here we heard from Corey Ray we heard from Keston Hira uh, and now it's time to go to the mound here and hear from Freddie Peralta as he goes four innings works that pitch count up to 50 right around 50 after two he's over 60 through three and it just balloons from there and uh, Craig Council when you think about you know Freddie finishing up his outing through the fourth inning, we talk about uh, Craig's move to put Manny Pena in there to pinch hit in the seventh. Well, how about the move to lift Peralta for a, a, a Corey Ray in a double switch? And it leads, basically, that decision leads to a two-run tying rally in that fifth inning. So that's overlooked a little bit, but... Freddie certainly needs to get some extension on his uh, starts. But uh, let's hear from the Brewers' right-hander after this one. Freddie, the Cubs really made you work with two long first innings. I think you were up to almost 50 pitches. Um, was it a different approach for them today? Or, you know, it was a lot of soft contact, too. Uh, yeah, a couple of soft contact. They they got lucky <laughs> in a couple of contests, yeah, that passed through. But... Yeah, like you say, too long innings. Freddie, how much did you cross paths with Corey Ray in the minor leagues? How much what? How, how much did you play with Corey Ray in the minor leagues? Uh, I played with him in, in high A. I played with him in 
in double A two and a little B in triple A. If I'm not wrong, yeah. Oh no, no, I didn't play in triple A. Just high A and double A. He's had to wait a long time for this day and and work through some tough years. How happy is everybody for him? Oh yeah, every everybody's happy. You know, we've been waiting for for this time for his debut and. Uh, he came in, I saw him uh, after his work, and I told him, congratulations, uh, you deserve it, and we've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> and he said, yes, man, finally. Freddie, you guys have been winning games by getting a something, you know, a little something from a lot of different players. Um, how do you think the team has done uh, in spite of some of the, the injuries to some of your big players? Uh, you know that we got a couple, couple injuries, yeah, but we are a team that we always go out there to compete. Uh, all guys always trying the best. Uh, you know, the offense is doing a really good job and pitchers too. So we, we are playing as a team and, and the teams are coming uh, we are doing good things, and so we're winning games. Like I said, we're always competing out there and playing in and by inning, and we're winning. That's all that matter. Freddie, sorry, Sophia. Uh, Freddie, um, Omar's been playing so well that Manny's not had a lot of playing opportunities so far this year. How cool is it to see him come through with that home run today? Uh Money is, you can tell that he's always like concentrating the game, even if, if he's not starting uh, behind the play, but he always like focus and waiting just in case that uh, something happens or, or if you're gonna pinch here like today. And look, we, we he tied the game, we are two, two wrong home runs. That's great, man. Good feelings. Freddie, it was a tough loss for you guys yesterday. Was it good to have a game like today to just put that behind you and even the series? Yes. Uh, was a, yesterday was a tough day for everybody. But, you know, a couple of guys were talking after the game, like, okay, we got this tomorrow. Everybody just go rest and come back tomorrow ready for compete and do it again. And we got the W today. Yes, they did. 4-3 final as they even up the series. And interesting from Freddie Peralta saying that, you know, regarding the soft contact early for the Chicago Cubs hitters, they got lucky. That's for me to say, hey, you're, you're taking my line here. That's one of the luckiest clubs they've, that has ever graced Major League Baseball with, with its presence are the Chicago <laughs> Cubs. The amount of infield singles that that organization gets – going back uh, really since I started tracking it, is 68% more than any other team in the last decade. Wow. I'm kidding. I, j I yeah. just made that up. I, I just, I just, but you would have went with it. It seems like that, though, doesn't it? No. Well, but, again, there's credit to be given. You get a ball in play, a lot of times good things happen. And you get a baseball into play. Ask Eric Sogard today. Three soft contact base hits uh, for the former Brewers uh, second baseman. Nerd power was, was yeah, powered up today with all that power. But uh, there's Freddie Peralta. Uh, the Brewers get the 4-3 victory. We'll take a look at uh, tomorrow's 
uh, matchup, a good one slated for game three in this series. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove right here on The Fan. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, final couple of minutes here as uh, the Brewers go after the series with a victory tomorrow. Brandon Woodruff on the hill for the crew, making his fifth start. He is 1-0 with a 1-9 ERA, just under 2 ERA. I think it's 197. And uh, Jake Arrieta, 3-1, and one, so he's been getting the decisions there and a nice ERA, 286 for the Cubs right-hander. 120 first pitch after the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, Pipe Bomb, you had a uh, quote from David Ross uh, this after the uh, Cubs fall in this one. Yeah, you know, was ejected arguing balls and strikes uh, after the game. He said that uh, he has a ton of respect for home plate umpire Corey Blazer. Said his zone was consistent all day until the high strike call on Marisnik in the uh, ninth. And uh, it looked extremely high, Ross said. It was a bad call. I mean, Plain and simple, end quote. Agreed. I think everybody that watched that, it's a bad call. Yeah. And the Brewers caught a break right there. Now, that can and oftentimes does affect an at-bat. When you when you have a an A-B that swivels on one pitch, you know, for example, you know, a 1-0 count, uh, if you get a strike right there of, on a bad call, it goes from 2-0 to 1-1. And then the pitcher now regains the driver's seat. So it's, it does affect a lot. You know, a 2-0, uh, especially on a 2-0 count, you get that uh, bad call strike right there. It just it really turns things around. And, and Marisnik, who had a career day yesterday, I mean, who knows what's going to happen if, the, if Blazer just calls it a ball like it was. So the Brewers did catch a little bit of a break there, and it may have impacted how things turned out. But the Brewers do get the victory, 4-3 the final. They're 12-8 and through the first 20 games. And the series riding on tomorrow's matchup, Woody and Arietta going at it. And we'll see you after the last pitch as you make the switch tomorrow afternoon um, after a nice, tidy four hours and five-minute game or something like that. I could, <laughs> see, I could see that happening, no question. How about this for uh, wishful thinking? Stay positive. How about Woody just takes it uh, through seven innings? Wow. And the Brewers' offense just tries to muster up, you know, give, give them a little bit of a cushion, three, four runs, give them a cushion and let the Brewers. Uh, now, again, the Brewers are on game three of a 17 games in 17-day stretch. So at some point, it would be nice if uh, one of these pitchers did take it deep, way deep, into a baseball game. All right, uh, for Jeff Orlowski, the Polish Pipe Bomb, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great Saturday night. I'll see you tomorrow evening after game three. And remember, as always, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.